You're writing to us. That's good and good for you. Come on into the state roofing text line one triple eight nine seven three five four four seven six. Uh, or MyNorthwest.com. All are welcome. One is chosen, teeny tiny lady over there in the pickle jar. She will choose the letter of the day, right? Everything everything fine? Everything fine? Everything Kenny? was fine. Yes, good. She's going to get that letter of the day, and we'll be all set to go. Did I begin the news? Ah, that's refreshing. Hey, I didn't know there was still a COVID emergency going on, right, Sherry? Did you see this? It's going on until the national emergency for COVID. Remember COVID, everybody? Um, it's till the, what is it, the 11th of uh, May? Huh? Huh? How's that well, happening? Local health officials say cases of COVID-19, the flu, and RSV are all down since the beginning of the year. Dr. Uh-huh. Eric Chow of the Seattle King County Public Health Department says COVID is still a risk for the elderly and those yeah. susceptible to disease, so it's important to stay up to date with vaccinations. The COVID national emergency and public health emergency declarations are set to end on May 11th. Oh, okay. Well, um yeah, 34% of people in King County have gotten that booster. The uptake is not that high on it. Most people have moved on. The last time I saw, I think two people have died, I don't know, of or with. We don't know those numbers, but uh, you're right here is your uh, here's your King County doctor. COVID-19 hospitalizations and death have been uh, slowly dropping since December and are lower when compared to previous winter peaks. We fortunately did not see the surges of severe disease that we were concerned about, likely because we have protection from community immunity and also the layered precautions people took and continue to take. Oh, immunity. Oh, how did that happen? By the way, the Lancet study that came out three weeks ago, which was almost completely ignored by the mainstream media, basically saying, um, look at this. If you got COVID, it was just as strong, if not better, than all the vaccines. And they said how long it lasted. Remember, immunity was the thing that you weren't allowed to talk about. And if you did talk about it, you were, I don't know, run out of town. Or you were part of the conspiracy theory people. But people kept saying, hey, but if I got COVID, why do I have to get the vaccine? Because you have to get the vaccine. Uh, and then when the study came out, I saw the study three weeks ago, and I thought, okay, I'm going to check Washington Post, New York Times. Immunity, nothing, nothing. I followed it for like four days, still didn't see anything. I thought it was interesting. It's always interesting when they uh, choose to pick and choose which stories they will cover. That one is not important to them because that goes counter to what we they were telling all of us for the longest time, which is regardless of whether you got COVID, you still had to get the vaccine. The uh the pandemic and the uh, Washington Times talks about uh, how the next pandemic will be different because conservatives shut down and the mask backlash. In this piece, they're basically saying the there's new legislation in these different states, normally the Republican governors uh, and um, yeah, Republican uh, legislators have all sort of stopped the power of the federal government or at least sued the federal government and sued the states and stopped the states from some of these mandates. And this case from the Seattle Times is like, oh, no, look out, because next time when the sky is falling, we won't have the federal government and the state government to save all of us. Did you see this piece, Sherry? Yeah. So half of the country right now, um, health officials and governors have restricted 
um, mask mandates, school closures. Um, you have to seek permission for the st- from the straight le- state legislature before renewing emergency orders. They put a lot of these things in place, and yeah. the concern is that it's going to be this patchwork of of different things in different states. So should there be another national emergency, um, you know, maybe. Like Alabama, they banned businesses for requiring proof of the COVID vaccination. Um, In Tennessee, you cannot close churches if there's some kind of a health emergency. So they're worried that it will be very inconsistent across the country. This is what... um, uh, one of the persons said, it said, one day we're going to have a really bad global crisis and a pandemic far worse than COVID. And we'll look to the government to protect us, but it'll have its hands behind its back and a blindfold on. on. This is Lawrence Gostin. He's the director uh-huh. of the Georgetown University O'Neill's Institute for National and Global Health Law. We'll die with our rights on. We want liberty, but we don't want protection. Right. Well, um, whatever, whatever lack of trust that the American people have for the CDC and the federal government is much earned. I was reading a piece, um, and this doctor said, what you need to do is remove the CDC is political. He said, what you should do is, because we saw what they did, with, whenever they wanted to push something politically, they went around and found some study or they created a study and then cherry-picked the details and then said, see, see this study? Look at this. This backs up what we want. He said, separate the two. Let the CDC still do their political thing, but have an accounting arm. Just give the numbers, the real numbers. Don't let them mix politics and science as the CDC did with the masks. The mask study that was done in schools regarding in Arizona, very small, not peer-reviewed, just a pile of crap. They put it out there, and you could punch a bunch of holes in it. But if you tried to do that, they would shut you down on Facebook and any other sort of social media sites. So this guy suggested CDC does what they do. They're going to be political because they're political people. But have somebody else do true accounting so we can really get the numbers and they don't do got died of covid died with covid and let um people debate uh various techniques to save let there be hypothesis and let people prove it or disprove it let science really have a place in the public square where you don't have people like Fauci and Collins and the rest shutting down anybody that's going counter to the narrative of what the government was. The government wanted everybody to be vaccinated, everybody, regardless of how old they were. They treated the 19-year-old kid and the 80-year-old lady who had heart disease exactly the same. It was like the giant mallet of the government. I like the fact that each state was able to sort of try and do their own thing. So when you compare some state like Florida to California, Florida had better numbers than California did. New York had horrible numbers. Compare Washington to Utah. Utah did slightly better. But our governor always likes to compare Washington to Mississippi. And he always says, if it wasn't for what we did here in Washington, we would have ended up like Mississippi. That is... Such a canard, such bogus comparison between the two because the demographics don't even equal up. But the Seattle Times uh, worrying that, that big, big government won't be there to save us again. Well, hopefully we'll learn a few things next time and we'll be better about getting more of the information out. And whether it, it was a failure on the part of the federal government uh, and then the failure on the part of some state governments as well. And 
truly, when you start to incentivize hospitals to give you more money, you get more money if you say the person died of COVID or with COVID. Of course, people are going to inflate those numbers. How about this piece that came out? This is in the UK. The story of the um, all of these text messages that were released. Did you get a chance to see this, Sherry? Are, were you shocked by this? They released, I don't know how many, 10,000 uh, text messages that went back and forth. 100,000. And this guy was, what was his official position there in Britain? Well, he was the a, a British health official. His name was Matt Hancock. Um, yeah. And his, his ploy was to frighten the public, basically. Yeah. So he was in charge of... Uh, COVID response for the UK, they get these 100,000 text messages. And as you read through them, what you see is what he was doing behind the scenes. He was holding back information or putting information out there to say and say stuff like we're going to scare the pants out of off of people to get them all to get vaccinated. And then he was holding back other information. He said, sure, should I keep doing the lockdown? And one of his advisors said, oh, that would be so great. Keep that because this would do so much for you politically. If you were to keep the lockdown in place, it would show that you're a strong leader. So you see all the shenanigans that were happening behind the scenes, not to serve the public, but to serve this guy and then to manipulate manipulate the data to manipulate the people to do what they want the people to do. And I'm glad all this is coming out. And, and he says, oh, it's not fair. The public doesn't have any right to see any of this sort of stuff. But they're starting to get some idea of what was happening behind the scenes. And hopefully this guy gets roasted on it. And I see that Fauci is also going to stepping in some uh, doo-doo because now they found out that Mr. Fauci, right after they the two... The scientist said, we believe that this virus was created in that lab. They sent the letter, to, they sent the letter to Fauci. Fauci then had an emergency phone call with them and then they changed their tune. And then Fauci actually created a study and edited that study and then went on television a couple of days later talking about how the study, um, uh, there's a study that was done, and it pretty much just proves that, 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 that the virus didn't come from the lab. Do you think we'll ever know how the pandemic originated? Might not. It very well might not. We may not ever know. That's unfortunate, but that's the possibility that we might not ever know. Yeah, you, you ne- might never know. They're finding out because right now, over today and throughout the rest of the week, they're having hearings to the origin. They want to find out. And one particular, uh, I forget which legislator is, which congressman has said that, listen, we want the federal government, we want the Biden administration to show us everything. Show us everything that you've learned so far. Don't hold anything back. We want to look at all of it. Show us where it came from. We want to see what Fauci did. We want to see Collins. We want to see all the emails because it starts to look more because Christopher Ray from the FBI said they are almost certain that it came from that lab. And we know that the money came from the United States to go to the lab. So now we are responsible for the creation of this virus. So there were Good. emails. Um, yes. And uh, uh Fauci had reassured the White House, the press corps, um, about the COVID origins. He also talked to Collins about it, and here's what he said. Wondering if there's something NIH can do to help put down this very destructive conspiracy with what seems to be growing momentum, or that's what actually Collins emailed to Fauci. I hoped the Nature Medicine article on the genomic sequence of SARS COVID two would settle this but probably didn't get much visibility anything more we can do and here's what fauci said i would not do anything about this right now it's a shiny object that will go away in time 
Mm-hmm. Uh, no such luck. Right. And when he then uh, conducted the study and then ed- edited the study and then stood up there at the podium with Trump behind him saying, there's a new study out that shows that it, it didn't come from there. He never said, by the way, I was the one that originated the study. I started the study. I uh, was part of it, and I edited the study. So there's a guy who has his own reasons to deceive you, then creating the study the same way the CDC did. Here's a study we found to back up what we want you to do. The Cochrane study that came out two weeks ago, also ignored by most of the press, basically said that masks don't work. But we still have our King County guy saying, you know, don't forget to put your masks on when you walk around and go into restaurants, even though science, which apparently they follow all the time, has been able to show eh, that's not really working very well. This during the this is a Democrat House Democrat denouncing. This is the one of these experts that the Republicans have brought in to talk about the origin. And uh, I like how. This guy from Raul Ruiz from uh, California. The notion that people of different racial or ethnic groups are more successful or intellectually superior to another because of predisposed genetic makeup is grossly inconsistent with the consensus of scientific and medical scholarship. That is why I sent a letter to my Republican colleagues this morning, strongly urging them to disinvite Mr. Wade as a witness so as not to give legitimacy to a man of such discredited, unscientific and harmful views. Okay, so Wade was supposed to testify, and this guy takes a shot at him because Wade, I think about 10 or 15 years ago, was uh, working on a study regarding um, human evolution leading to racial differences in economic and social behavior. So this guy said, right. no, we can't have Wade testify because of something he wrote. Yes, <laughs> because the so guy's he, a racist. Right. He wrote it back in 2014, and it was about yeah. genetic differences. It said it, it, a review of the book said it may help explain why blacks are more violent than whites and why the Chinese may be good at business. And so, you know, he Nicholas Wade defended it. He said that it had nothing to do with being racist. It had to do with a genetic study that was done, and this is my evaluation of it. But the Democrats were very upset about it. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, anything to, to take the attention away from the shiny object, which is the fact that we sent money to EcoHealth Alliance. They took the money, and then they sent it to the lab in China. So there you go. Um I again, uh, you know, I so people are probably sick of the whole COVID thing, but for at least two years on this radio station, at this microphone, or back in the studio, I kept saying to Tom, I think there's more to this. I just can't understand why the push from the government for the vaccine and what about the side effects what about the effects of the vaccine on people what about the benefits of giving it to a 12 year old or or an 8 year old i think there's something else to it i just wasn't i just didn't believe we were getting the full story and i just was amazed at how fauci was so adamant to crush the idea that the lab that it came from the lab and now as this stuff starts to come out, I, I hate to be rejoicing this sort of schadenfreude, but to me, I just want to know what was happening. And I think if we were to come clean and find it all, 
and regain some trust, because I do believe there will be another pandemic, there will be another virus of some sort, that we can sort of reset the trust that we're supposed to have, or at least put our quote-unquote leaders in a position to be more responsive to real science and not shut down counter uh, uh, you know, theories and hypotheses. And to stop somebody like Inslee from having 950-some days of control over the entire state. It would be great to be able to at least allow people to live their lives that are not going to be severely impacted by a virus and stop treating the 80-year-old and the 10-year-old exactly the same. I just would love to see something good come from these hearings that are coming out there and we get to the bottom of where it all came from. So... Hopefully that'll be the case anyway. Not sure if we'll ever see it, but that would be my wish for everyone, Sherry. And then I can gloat. Well, there's always always room for gloating. I, uh, thanks, Sherry. I thanks, don't know. Thanks, Sherry. <laughs> I don't know if it's really going to restore the public's trust. I think it's going to do the opposite, where people then will never trust the government because this will. If this is if everything that has been presented from the other side, which is that this was basically a pandemic that was created and funded by the U.S. government in indirectly or directly, depending on what you believe, I don't know how that will be recoverable because it will be so such a horrible black mark considering how many people lost their lives and how many lives were upended and disrupted by this yeah but if it is a really you know horrible virus just sweeping through and killing you know like 1918 it was killing people in their 20s and young people old people if it's really really bad people will go to some source of power to be able to feel they need some protection, right? They won't have anywhere else to go. And they'll be racing around trying to get some answers. And maybe maybe the, the folks in charge will be a little bit more honest with the with the, with the science. All right. That would be great. Uh, yes. Science to get everybody home. Uh, Nate, there at the Beacon Plumbing Traffic Desk, please do that. Coming around the bend. <clears throat> there you are, Sherry, with your fancy eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I was hoping they were going to be worse than they are. Oh, well, let's see. Uh, they are kind of a little weird, I have to I tell know. you. Well, see, we can see each other now, and it takes some of the magic away. Are they like not having, not seeing you? Because then I don't have to look into your eyes, gaze into your eyes, because that's uh, that leads into the next story anyway. But the... Um, the idea that people, why meeting another person's eyes and their gaze is so powerful. There was a interesting study that was done. This guy said, I can get people that don't know each other to fall in love with one another uh, in a short period of time. And did you ever see the study? And I think it's 97 questions. You're supposed to sit down across from the other person and ask each other these questions. I think there's 90-something of them. And then at the end of answering all the questions, you stare into the other person's eyes, and they stare back at you, I think, for five minutes straight without saying anything. And uh, remarkable, the number of people that did the test, took the test, fell in love, and then got married. Did you ever see this study? No. (laughs) No. 
Who's going to do that? 97 questions. I mean, probably you feel like you're Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, it's like you're there. You you, you sympathize with your captor. No, no, no. Maybe it's not 97. Uh, Chris Sullivan. Chris Martin, look that up. Um, It was, um, um, I think, fall in love uh, questions. No, and I've actually done it. with my How dog. many people did you marry? Oh, here it is. 36 <laughs> questions that lead to love. New York Times. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom, and they ask, you ask the questions, then you sit. This guy's experiment was, I can get people to fall in love with one another. And part of it was, after asking and answering the 36 questions, the silence and staring in the other person's eyes and really just not breaking eye contact, you know, not getting all weird and having, you know, dribble coming out of the side of your mouth, but just looking in the other person's eyes meaningfully. It, it creates this bond after answering these questions and then they would fall in love. And you never have met this person before. No, they've never met this person before. That's a little thin. 36 questions to ask your partner that lead to love. Yes. Give, give me one, one, one of the questions. Well, the, the way they set it up, it's really fascinating. It's sort of a normal kind of regular question. And then the next one's a little bit more intimate. And then it goes a little more normal and then a little more intimate. Things like that. Back and forth. Um, okay. So these are the 36 questions that can lead to love with anyone fast, according to the experts. And you're supposed, but I'm supposed to be sitting across from you. So I'm going to miss some of it. And do you see them there? Does anybody, is anybody, Chris, Mark, you still working? You still there? You alive? Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I see the questions. Yes, I've got the story right here. Okay. Ask Sherry one of the questions. Sherry, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want to yeah. as a dinner guest? Oh, there you go. Um, oh, Keith Morrison. Okay. The and NBC guy? Supposed- the uh, yeah. reporter? Yeah, the Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love him. <laughs> and then totally here's the next one. You're supposed to, would Would you like to be famous, and in what way? Uh, I don't think I'd like to be famous. I think I'd like to be rich, but famous is that's uh, a that's a real mixed bag these days. That is, yeah. And then it goes on from there. There's again, there's a second section to it, and you sit in quietly. But the big part of it is it leading to the idea of eye contact, and why is the gaze so important to look into the other person's eyes? And the effect of this bonding that it can immediately take place. You just look at the person, and all of a sudden you're you are connected with them in a particular way. Did you see that in that that piece as well? Yeah, it's a really intense experience. Um, the, the Japanese did a study on this, and what they did was they would have somebody watching a video, and then they would have uh, a noun, and they would ask you to come up with a verb to go with the noun. So, for instance, milk, and the mm-hmm. verb you might come up with is drink, okay? But when the video showed the person making – it looked like it was making direct eye contact to you, the person in the video – People got thrown by that, and they couldn't come up with the word. And they also did a study to find out what is the best amount of time. If you're going to make eye contact, three seconds is normal. That's that's what you should do. Nine seconds is creepy. Like that's where they they run for their lives because it's a little too much. But yeah, it's mm. incredibly powerful. And even there's this whole science of like what your eyes do, like the pupils and everything, what they do, and how they kind of get in sync with each other. Um, yeah. You know, you and the other person, your aunt, eyes do this dance. Um, but it's, and do you I know mean, the it's, other, it's do you know the triangle you're supposed to do? 
No. You, so you start at the person's mouth and you do the, while they're talking. You go, you look with their mouth, you look at their mouth, then you look up to the left eye and you come across to the right eye, down to the mouth, up to the right eye, and, and you make this triangle. And because a lot of times what most people do is look at only one person's eye. So you go up and look at that eye and then go across and then, so, and you nod while they're talking. You create this triangle. But don't do it fast and, and don't say triangle, triangle. Don't, try not to keep saying triangle while the person's talking. But that works as well. <laughs> triangle, 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 triangle. I told you a story about my ex-wife Paula got picked up by uh, Warren Beatty. They were shooting Ishtar. And then he walked her home. They parked the car at the end of the road I there. This, yeah. And he walked her backwards. He's walking backwards the whole time and never broke eye contact with her the whole time. Just asking her one question after another, trying to get her, him to be invited up for a cup of tea. And did he? And that man's name was Warren Beatty. <laughs> I would take that as a yes. So it no. was successful. No, no, no. Uh, I didn't say anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, that, no, she didn't, by the way. She didn't. She didn't. She was okay. saving herself from I, me. I, I, All oh. right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Nate, speaking from traffic desk, please help me. Here we go. Mailman's coming up. Teeny Tenny's got the letter. Yes, that's right. Here comes the mailman now with all those letters. Show you. Oh boy, he looks he looks tired, like he's been through a very difficult day. Probably. Look at him, Sherry. Oh, he does. Wow. I could barely hear him. Thank you, thank you, mailman. All right, Teeny. He's got the letters, right, Teeny? What? But nothing, Teeny. Don't worry. We're uh, not going to talk about that right now. Uh, with letter of the day, first take care of all the rest. Here we go. Okay, camera feed of John and Sherry. Melinda says, where the hell is John now? A Porsche garage? Uh, it's my home. Uh, Cameron, a nice crib, John. Is that an ascot or a scarf? Love the red plastic cup, Sherry. Okay, people are really <laughs> digging this camera thing. <laughs> the things that they're listening to or watching. Yes, or, looking at, or looking at, yes. Don't worry about the content, but worry about that yeah. red cup and that Porsche. And the Porsche in the background. Uh, 253 uh, says, can we get a chat room as well on the on the watch live cameras okay, and the ability okay. to tip? Okay. No, yes, that'd be great. Uh, talk about Tucker Carlson, January 6th, uh, 253. <laughs> you Okay. I'm so sick. All right. Uh, Tucker just sounds like Jenny Durkin's describing Chop, Summer of Love. Where was the media outrage then? I think he's kettle baiting the pot to talk. Oh, that's good. Hmm. Uh, uh, 360 says Tucker painted it just like the the worthless media portrayed Antifa and the BLM riots. Suck it up, buttercup. Media sucks. By the way, I have 1% left on this. To the laptop, so if I go away, you have to read the last few. Okay. Uh, here's, here's one for you. Uh, this is talking about Pursuit Bill 206. The reason the government would rather a 100 people be killed or injured by criminals than three people killed or injured accidentally by law enforcement. This is largely because the gov then has to pay damages. Criminals don't pay damages to any victims. Oh, that's an interesting take. Okay, good luck telling the single mom who depends on her car to get to work and take her kids to school that the police pursuits for stolen vehicles isn't worth the risk. 
Uh-huh. And then Sandy says, amen, John. Uh, I'm quite liberal except for the crime thing. And, yes, I'm sick and tired of judges letting perps walk or perps out. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We're uh, we're early. Keep going. Well, I only have 1% left, so keep going. <laughs> Look at this. Two, two by three. Uh, so, Mr. Curley, do you wear military gear when you're being a tourist? The answer is Yes. Yes, okay. I do. I wear revolutionary gear. Yes. And, and Debbie sure. said uh, they made fun of Josh Hawley because he gave the rioters the raised fist on the way into the building. Later, we see him running from the rioters. He saluted on the way in. Incidentally, we saw the people walking around like tourists on the day. It's the way they got in. Why didn't they come in on a regular day to do the, their touristing and come in like <laughs> civilized human beings? I don't think any of them are excused from vandalism. Yes. And uh, Tucker painted it uh, just like it was the worthless media portrayed Antifa and the Black Lives Matter riots. Yeah, you already read the Suck It Up Buttercup. And then here Mello says, who cares if some of them were rioters and some were peaceful? What's the story with the nine cops letting the shaman guy walk around? What is their explanation for that? To me, that was the story of the video clips. All right. Final letter. Teeny? Teeny? And now it is time for the letter. Of the day, Sherry. 509 wants to know this. When the mailman comes in, does everybody bob their head to the beat like I do? I like to picture Teeny doing a tiny break dance. Oh, yeah. You know she does that, right, Teeny? She does. Sometimes she does that. Oh, anyway. yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Makes her bop, bop around. All right. Well, that was a, a fruitful day. And let's do another hour of this. What do you say? Can we do it? Can we muster the excitement and the determination to be news and tainment combined? Yes, absolutely. Right. You plug in that computer and we will get right to it. Let me get my Porsche in the background there. All right. Go ahead, Nate. Let's get him home. Beacon Plumbing Traffic Desk.